It says that Zacchaeus was rich. It says he was a tax collector. And it says he was short. It says that he was rich. It says he was a tax collector. And it says he was short. Well, the first thing I want to point out to you is that he's a tax collector, which means people don't like him. He was a Jewish man who sided with the Romans, which meant none of his people liked him. You ever felt like none of your people liked you? If, if so, if you've never felt that way, teach me how to do that. Because I have had times where I felt like my people didn't like me. Then, says that he was rich. Which means if, to, if his people who didn't like him for being a tax collector weren't enough, anybody else who might like him don't like him now because he's rich. And it says he was short. So not only do the Jews not like him, not only do the Romans not like him, because the Romans wouldn't have liked a rich Jewish man. But he's short, so Zacchaeus don't even like him. So we're talking about a man who's disliked by his own family, his own people, because he betrayed them. We're talking about somebody who's disliked by anybody else, by the Romans, by the culture, by society, for whatever reason. And then we're talking about a man who don't even like himself. You ever not liked yourself? I've not liked myself a lot. When I was younger, <clears throat> I was really insecure and didn't like much about myself except for my music ability. So I remember being the biggest jerk you could ever imagine in a music setting to compensate for how weak and insecure I felt anywhere else. To the point that there was one, one time we're in a band rehearsal at school, in high school. And there's this guy playing the drums, and he's trying to audition. Y'all, this is, this is a jerk move. He's trying to audition to make the ensemble, and he can't do the part right. So I walk up to him during the song, and I say, give me the sticks and let me show you how to do it. Take the sticks from him and play it, but I did it extra because I knew he couldn't, so he wouldn't make the ensemble. Because I didn't want to share. Because I need all the credit. Because it's the only place in my life I'm any good. So you can't have any of it. And what, what, what made me really upset is he didn't even seem to care. All that much. But Zacchaeus isn't liked by his family. He isn't liked by his culture. And he's not even liked by himself. But Zacchaeus hears about Jesus, and Zacchaeus says, you know what, I'm going to go see what this is all about. I've heard about him, I heard he heals the sick, I heard he raised the dead, I heard he opened blinded eyes, I heard he did all this crazy stuff. I'm going to go see about Jesus. But my favorite little detail about this story 
I'll never preach this. My favorite detail about this story is that not only did Zacchaeus have to make the effort to go see Jesus, but he had to deal and fight his own insecurity in the process. Zacchaeus had to climb a tree. You know how, 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 how dumb he had to feel? I'm a full-grown man, and i got to climb a tree to see this man. He, he, even in coming to see Jesus, he had to battle his insecurity. You ever felt like you came to church on a Sunday or, you, or a life group, and, and you know you needed something from God, but, but you felt so insecure about needing something from God that he wasn't going to show up, that he wasn't going to meet you, that, that it wasn't going to work because, you know, it just doesn't work for me. It works for everybody else, but it doesn't work for me. And Zacchaeus, in this moment, already knows everybody in the crowd hates him. And he decides, you know what, I, not only does everybody in the crowd hate me, but I don't even like myself. But what do I have to lose in this moment? And Zacchaeus says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to climb this tree. And when I picture in my mind or try to imagine what Zacchaeus felt like in this moment. Because it's in his city. So everyone knows who he is. He, he's a local celebrity in a negative fashion because of what his profession is. And he's a tax collector. And we know he's been skimming off the top. He's been stealing from the people. So the people see him. They know he's stealing. The Romans won't let the Jews do anything to him because he's a Roman employee. And the Romans don't know he's stealing or they don't really care that he is. And the Jews know he's stealing. So in the midst of his conquering his insecurity going against it he's got to make himself a public spectacle he's got to do something public to be seen by jesus i went on my i called it my first in country it was actually my third but i called it my first one because it was the first time i was ever honest because, see, when you grow up like me and you're insecure, you can't let nobody know you in sin. You're dealing with stuff. You're the worship leader. You can't let that happen. And I remember I'm at the encounter. And if you've been to one, we're doing the deliverance ministry and things like that. And I, I, I was finished. I done sat down. I was good. And I was doing real good. I even had my hands up. I had, my, had the shake going on. Like, I, I was, they, you could tell I was free. And see, I went on the encounter because I really wanted to get right. But when it actually came time to climb the tree, I couldn't. I knew I was wrong. I knew that I was struggling. I knew I was bound. I knew I was in sin. I knew I wasn't right with God. But when it actually came time to climb the tree, I couldn't do it. When it actually came time to, to deal with the fact that I was insecure, to let everybody see who I really was, to let everybody know what I was doing, I couldn't do it. But God saw the effort that I made to even go. Just like Jesus saw Zacchaeus' effort. And in that moment of deliverance ministry, we had about 100 men in the room. From the other side of the room, my spiritual dad, Joe Linton, who's going to be with the Lord, comes across the room, leaves the, his life group, guys. Comes across, now he's a big old, he's six foot two, and he was, he was a, he's a big guy, and I was 
Zacchaeus. And he comes up to me. And he doesn't tap me. My boy grabs the collar of my shirt and says, stand up. You ain't done. And I looked at him. I was going to buck up to him because, like I said, my spiritual dad, we've been, he was in my life for years at this point. And I went to say something, and he said, he said, stop it. And he said, I love you too much to let you go home like this. Jesus sees Zacchaeus climbing the tree. Y'all, he's wearing a tunic. He's in like a dress. You ever try to climb a tree in a dress? I mean, I have not. But I would imagine it's not an easy thing to do. He sees him trying to climb the tree. And Jesus says, hey, hey, come down. Come down. I'm coming to your house. See, most of the time we think that coming to church that Jesus just is going to, we're going to go to church and we're going to feel bad about ourselves because we're, we're bad people. And then maybe we'll feel some kind of special way, check our religious box and we'll go better and we'll feel better and go home. And then we'll just try to make it through the week. No, no. Jesus just doesn't want to interact with you right now while you're in the tree. Jesus isn't interested in just, in just looking at you and saying, bless you, son, bless you, daughter, and then you go home. No, Jesus is interested in getting you to come down from the insecurity, to come down from the, from the place of exposing yourself. And he's like, I want to go home with you. Think about all the things we do take home. I'm not talking physically. We can if we want. Like, we can do that too. We can. Right? You can go home with me tonight. I'm going to take you home tonight. You got that kind of taken home. But think about all the other stuff we go home with every night. Rebellion, insecurity, fear, doubt, depression, anxiety, lust, suicide. All, all this that we take home. We go home with it all the time. Yet Jesus is coming here and he's saying, I want you because I'm coming to your house. I'm coming in the midst of your insecurity, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your fear, because Jesus knows that one moment with him in the midst of your mess and your mess can't stay. He says, I'm coming to your house. Verse 6, so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, ooh, everybody loves the they. When they saw it, they all complained, saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. It doesn't matter how long we preach. It doesn't matter how great the presence of God is. It doesn't matter how much stuff happens and how many times we see God move. Every time he interacts and injects himself into the life of someone that we are not particularly invested in, the religious spirit in us gets upset. Every time. Want to know how I know that? Because people get blessed and we don't like it. We may not say we don't like it, but there's that thing in here 
You know the thing I'm talking about? That, that thing that rises up inside of you? When, 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 when there's a, I don't know if, I mean, I got off of Facebook. I get on every now and then. I got off because I could not look at certain posts without the thing coming up. So I had to go get with Jesus to get rid of the thing. And y'all want to know what I do? I get on Facebook. I go to those people and check. And if the thing is still there, I go back to the prayer closet. Because the last thing I want to do is be somebody in service who complains when God meets with Zacchaeus. If we had more Christians being concerned about not being the they, we'd have more people in our churches. But we got too many Christians who were enjoying being the they. They're enjoying being, I can't believe God did that for that person. Man, what he, I can't believe he did it for you. If we're being real, most likely we worse than they are. You know why? Because they just found out. Right? When somebody's just meeting Jesus, they're just finding out how jacked up they are in light of the cross. We've been knowing for three years and are still jacked up. That's why when Paul says he's the chief of sinners, I don't necessarily think he's referring to the fact that he was killing Christians only. I think he's referring to the fact that he's the New Testament guy and he's still getting mad at Peter. He's still having a deal with the inner workings of himself. I know the truth. I've written all these letters. I've done all these things, and I still got funk. If there were more Christians concerned with not being in the day, we'd have more people in our churches. Now let's keep going. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Y'all notice he didn't even make it to his house yet? He didn't go to his house yet. So this is, this is Zacchaeus comes down from the tree. Everybody's talking because everybody hates Zacchaeus. And everybody's trying to find a reason to say Jesus is fake. So this is happening in public. It's on, it's on a spectacle here. Everybody's watching it. And then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 I gave a half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Y'all, look at the response that Zacchaeus gives to the love that Jesus shows him. He didn't drop to his knees and start worshiping. He didn't sign up for the greeting team. What did he do? He immediately lived a lifestyle of repentance. I'm going to fix every wrong I possibly can. Lord, I'm going to give half of what I got to the poor, and every, everybody I stole from, they're getting fourfold back. They're getting four times the amount back. Lord, I know you touched me this morning. I felt love like I've never felt before. When I get in my car, I'm starting to text and call people. When I get home, I'm having a conversation. When I, when I go to work tomorrow, I'm apologizing to my boss. Why? Because you were too good to me for me to go back to the way I was before I talked to you yesterday. Verse 9, and Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham. Look at verse 10. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
I heard this story this last week. I'm going to close with this. I told it to a leaders meeting on Thursday night. This pastor and his family, they go out for coffee or something like that. I believe they're, in, they're on vacation in Chicago. They're going to go into a Starbucks. And they go in. He had a little boy, seven or eight years old. And the little boy slips into the restroom in Starbucks. And they decide that they're not going to get coffee yet. They're going to go to a restaurant. So the rest of the crowd of people leave. But because there was some people, nobody saw the little boy go in the bathroom. So the family gets out on the sidewalk. They start walking down the street. Where the little boy comes out and notices everybody's gone, but he didn't see where they went, so he walks out and he goes the other way. And after a few moments, the, I believe it was the daddy who daddy or the mama realized, wait a second, where's, where's, where's the little boy? And they ain't like downtown of a big city. We're not like in, you know, the park where everybody can see. This is like mid-city. I believe it was Chicago. The daddy panics. Everybody just breaks off in different directions, running around, looking, panicking, running in this store, running in that store, running over here, running over there. The daddy runs up to a security guard, leaned up against the wall with his arms folded. He's got the radio on one side, got the gun on the other. And daddy's out of breath, and he's panicking. He's saying, my, my little boy, he's got, he's got red hair, and, and, and I don't know what happened. He was with us, and he's gone, and I can't find him. I, I need you to help me find him. Can, can you do anything? Can you call somebody? And the security guard just just... Unmoved. Unmoved. So daddy starts getting mad. Rightfully so. He said, fine, I'll do it without you. And he keeps looking. He keeps running. He keeps running. He keeps looking. He keeps looking. Finally, he reads the intersection. And he looks across the street. And he sees his son across a major intersection with cars passing, with sobbing his eyes out, just crying like crazy. So the daddy runs and dodges traffic, runs across the street, picks up his little boy, holds him. They're both crying. The little boy, daddy says, son, I'm so happy I found you, blah, blah, blah. And he says, daddy, where were you? I've been looking for you. The little boy knew he was lost. The little boy knew he had to find somebody and was looking. Let me tell you something. Zacchaeus got up in the tree. He was lost. It says, Jesus says, the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. I want to tell you something. If you've been found by Jesus, your purpose is now to find others. Your purpose is now to go find the next Zacchaeus. Your purpose is to find the next woman at the well. Your purpose is to next find the woman caught in adultery. To find the next person here. To find the next person here. To find the next person there. Don't be the security guard. Who's, I'm good. I got what I need. No, there's lost people. There's somebody lost. I'm good. 
church is good. I got lunch afterwards. Saints are playing. The sun is shining. No, somebody's lost. My nephew's lost. My son's lost. My husband's lost. My mother's lost. My neighbor's lost. My co-workers are lost. They're lost. They are lost. We don't know where they are. We haven't seen them. We haven't found them. We don't know where they are. They're lost. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so thankful that Jesus saw me when I was in the tree. I'm so thankful that he said, I'm coming to your house. I'm so thankful that Joe Linton walked across the room of 100 men, left all the guys he was working with, and said, no, Chris, you're not finished. Get up. You're not done yet. I'm so thankful. You know what's also really interesting about the story? When the daddy separated, he's got, I believe he said he had four children. So it means he had three other kids. The daddy telling the story says when he was looking for his lost son, he wasn't even thinking about the found ones. Why? Because he knew they were okay. They were with the rest of the family somewhere. He wasn't even thinking about his other kids. Think about that place as a parent, right? I got three kids, and if I'm missing one of them, and I know you got the other two, I'm not even thinking about the two. I know where they are. I'm going after the lost one. Sometimes we got to remember that Jesus is so concerned about the lost ones that when he does interact with us, it's to remind us that there's lost people. The reason that Jesus called Zacchaeus out of the tree was because he was lost. And then Jesus immediately tells him the purpose is lost people. So my question for you this morning, we've already had a time of ministry. We've already had all that good stuff. I, this is not my sermon for today. If you're disappointed, I'm sorry. Blame the Lord. It's his fault. I just do what he says. But this morning, if he met you here, if he called you out of a tree this morning, if he healed you this morning, or if he healed you last year, or last week, or last month, or whatever it is. If he did that, which Zacchaeus are you going after this week? Who, because who, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. He lives in you. So when that tells me is that I can call people out of a tree. I want to come to your house today. I want to spend time with you today. Yeah, I know you're an addict. I don't care. I want to spend time with you today. Yeah, I know you're an adulterer. I want to spend time with you today. Yeah, I know you're an agnostic. I want to spend time with you today. Why? Because he spent time with me. Because he called me out of a tree. Bow your heads this morning. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name that the same burden that that daddy felt for his lost son would fall on us in this room right now for lost people. That we would become so focused with winning the lost and discipling new Christians that we wouldn't even have the thought of being upset that sister so-and-so hasn't texted us in three days. 
that we wouldn't even have time to be aggravated that when I walked in church, I didn't get my seven hello high fives and my eight hugs because I had somebody with me that needed Jesus and they got love. That's all that mattered. God, I pray you would shift our focus away from us still getting called out of the tree where we can shift our focus and go call others out the tree. Father, I thank you for an evangelistic heart and a spirit of discipleship to fall on this room that we will become so focused on who we are leading to you, who we are have following us to be more like you, that we would not have time to get frustrated about anything else. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that these empty seats in here are going to be filled with new people that are connected to the people in this room right now. I want you to think of three people right now in your life who need to be here. Think of them right now. I want you to begin to pray for them throughout the week. Just begin to pray for them. Just begin to call their name out. Begin to pray for them. And I'm going to challenge you. Before the end of the year, invite them to church. Invite them to group. Before the end of the year. It don't have to be next week. Pray for an opportunity to have a real conversation with them and say, you know what? No, i got to go. That's it. Boom. You coming this week? You coming this week? Some of you, you've already been, you've already been setting a table. You've just been scared to ask. I'm thankful he wasn't scared to call me out the tree. He's willing to get in my dirt. He's willing to get in yours. He's willing to get in theirs. And Father, I, I, I want to ask you to forgive me if I've ever been the they that complained. 